Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You already know. Oh. I'm in the fast lane. Driving fast away. I don't know. From LA to Tokyo. Come on, you know that song? No. Probably if I saw it. Whatever. I mean, if I heard it. But I haven't hurt it or synced it. You need to find this. Oh, you know what? Instead of an intro, we're going to come into a song that goes around a topic. Okay. It's every time when I look, you can't look. Okay. I can't even see that far, even with glasses on. Okay. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. So don't look at this. Okay. So the whole time I was uh, doing the research. On this topic, I kept thinking of, of one song that kept popping popping into my head um, every time I heard uh, Mr. Uh, Can I just show you this clip real Ostman. quick? Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to have to probably give that back to him one day. <laughs> <Not> today. <laughs> he is totally Tony Stark. Like, he's on, like, the press tour. Yeah, I know. I saw when he came out dancing to his music. The other day. Yeah, the yeah. Bo- the boombox. Yeah, I was like, this guy lives a fucking life. He is Tony Stark, like. Well, yeah, they said here, be yourself. Yeah, basically. I, that's what they did. And you know, it's funny because a lot of <laughs> a, lo- a lot of people don't realize that that his his style and the way that he portrayed that character set the the entire tone it for did. the MCU. Everybody had to feed all, all, off of his tone mm. now, so the movies all go together. I was just like watching all these. I'm like, what the fuck? I love you, Robert Downey. All right. I want a boombox. They're out there. What's, what's the chest bump? <laughs> it just goes with the, it's funky. He's so white too, <laughs> but he doesn't give a fuck. Zero fucks given. And now we have Elon Musk. Mm. <laughs> the real life. The real life Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Who's putting out rap albums. R.I.P. Sibling of Zimbabwe. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so the, so uh, we're going to use this as an intro because uh, the entire time I did this research for like, uh, it feels like forever I've been researching this topic. Yeah, I went, I've known about it. I just It was on the list and I was like, oh, let's just do this one because we've never done a Bigfoot episode. No, and this is not... No, this is not the Bigfoot episode. No. I'll, I'll, we'll <laughs> but anyway, the whole time, this is what I kept thinking Thank you. This is a new song I wrote about my ranch. I live on a ranch in California. California. I just bought it a while ago from... Uh, these two lawyers. And uh, there was an old man living on it. I don't know if you have things like that here, like uh, foreman on ranches. He's like an old caretaker, takes care of all the cows, 
fences. And the song was about Mr. Erisman and so when he kept calling the Bigfoot. He kept calling the older Big Bigfoot an old man. Yeah. Yeah. Old man looking my life. This is Neil Young, right? Yeah. yeah. Old man looking my life. Learn. I know I did. Because I'm Neil. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. It's an awesome performance of the song. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. I think of Logan. Old man, look at my life. 24 and there's so much more Live alone in a paradise That makes me think of two Love lost such a cost Give me things that don't get lost Like a coin that won't get tossed Rolling home to you A young fan. I need someone Arvin? to love me the whole day. That's like with most artists, though. Like, that was like a real Look, they're all fake. Lullabies, like, looking you know your eyes. We got conspiracies of concerts now. Yeah. Same old town. Doesn't mean that much to me. To mean that much to you. I go to real concerts all the time. He just needs to come I've along. Been first and last. Look at how the time goes past. I don't know if they're But I'm all alone at last. Rolling home to you. All the good names that come through, we try and go sing. Guys, we are the XD Experience. I'm Inspector Gidget. Copyrights will be blasting in. They'll I be know, like, right? We're just memorializing it. I need another beer. We're just memorializing I just put it away. Because you didn't grab it. Old man, okay, look at my cat. life. I'm a lot like you were. You know that song and the other one? Hello, darkness, my old friend. I don't know why, but those two always, whenever I hear one, I think about the other. I think maybe it's the melody. They're not even similar, though. I don't know what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's disturbed. But every time I hear that song, and then I hear the other song, like I, I put them together. I hear Hello Darkness now. 
I think of uh, Batman. <laughs> Sad Batman. Actually, um, it's, it's the sound it's, of silence. It's yeah. One of the, it's one of the greatest songs ever sang, really, in my mind. I mean, but I don't know. I don't know why awesome. it reminds me. Like when I think when I hear one, I think of the other. It's weird. This is an amazing fucking performance. Mm-hmm. Like uh, people can say what they want about metal and this and that, but this is fucking amazing shit. What's the other one that I like? Um, With you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its scenes while I was leaving And the vision that was planted in my brain Still
Let's do it. I wish you would have played my song, Tears of Fear. I think it's... No, what's his name? Oh, my alien. I think I love it because of Psych. Which, by the way, guys, Psych Movie 2 is in production. They're coming back. (gasps) I'm so excited. And they're going to have... uh, what's his name? Um, a Munsman, uh, uh, Lassiter. He's he's back, so you know, because he had that stroke, uh, so he couldn't do he couldn't really do the first movie that they did. Well, he was in it for like a brief second, but he's recovering from the the stroke, and so I'm so excited he's coming back. And Sean and Gus, they've been posting all this stuff on Instagram and stuff, and I'm like, suck it. Right, <laughs> Where's the pineapple? During the Cadillac Move Up sales what? event, take advantage of exceptional offers on the Cadillac. Oh, he was talking about Psych. Yeah, he knows oh, about Pineapple. I All love right. that show. This is it. Now we'll get going with the show. I don't even know why I enlarged it. It doesn't even matter, but this is my shit. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing Met the devil in Seattle. Spent nine months in now this guy, listen to what he's been singing about here. Met Booty yet another time. Showed me glowing my Who's the country singer? That's him. Oh yeah, see, I know it. Just listen now. <laughs> but I swear that God was there every time I go to the eyes of my bed. Listen to the words. Says my son, it's all been done. Someday gonna wake up old and gray. Go and try and have some fun. Show it once to everyone. Need a greet, cheat along the way. There's a gateway in our minds that leads somewhere out there, far beyond this plane. Listen, listen. Cut you open, pull out all your pain. Aliens. Listen. Tell me how you make it legal. Something that I'll make an outrage. Some say you might go crazy. Then again, it might make you go insane. Every time you take a look inside that unfavorable, blinded and blinded, painted off by some old man in the sky. Marijuana, LSD, psilocybin, DMT, they all took the way I Love's the only thing you've ever seen in my life. Here's the part. On nursery rhymes, fairy tales, of blood and wine, it's turtles all the way down the line. So to reach the realms we go home, other realms our souls must roam. trips on the reg. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it. That's I lo- his name, Sturgill Simpson. It took yeah, me a second. It I love took me, me some Sturgill. I love me some Sturgill. You Sturgil. showed me that, so I know some of the words. Yeah, but the people listening might not know the words. Yeah. 
I know. I'm just saying. All right, guys. So we are the XD Experience. Jesus. I think we already said that, but I'm Inspector Gidget. Agent M. I you can call and leave us a voicemail. 1-802-483-3682. Um, I will be at the Philadelphia Comic Con this weekend. I think I'm going Friday and hopefully Sunday. I might be going alone. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't go. That's fine. No, I wasn't even. I I, I figured because you didn't hit me back, so nah, that's fine. I, I thought I had more time, but continue. No, that's fine. So I'll be there this weekend. Um, they have a killer lineup. Jake Busey's gonna be there. Oh yeah. Um, Jeffrey Combs. Jake Busey was in the worst movie of all time. I'll show you the trailer. What before. is the worst movie of all time? Look, it's like a Frighteners reunion, though. They're having Jeffrey Combs and Jake Busey. I'm so fucking excited. Remember, remember what's his face when he was he was like the Nazi guy in the Frighteners? It's one of my favorite movies of all times. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to him and I'll be like, what does he say? Um, I got a score of four. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't remember right now, but he was awesome in that movie. If you guys have not seen the Frighteners, it's Michael J. Fox. It's fucking amazing. Here is uh, your boy. After this chick's ad. Yeah. I don't know. She's hot, though. Yeah, I forget her name. Why are you getting a sound from her? I have no idea. It's being weird. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> Great. We got video. I mean, sound. Have you ever seen this piece of shit? You have no idea how deep that shaft is. There's no other way. fucking I awful. know but still I mean he, the Frighteners come on play the Frighteners real quick do they have a trailer for the Frighteners I don't know I want to see this come on just look for it just look for it alright well while that trailer's playing I'm gonna go pee so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of guests uh, Michael Hogan Daniel Bonjour uh, the original Catwoman Lee Merriweather um, a bunch of people from Red Dead Redemption I, I don't really know what that is video game okay a bunch of fuckers. I got pee. Edward James almost. There has been a destructive Frost, force Jake Busey, Jeffrey Combs. Such as I have. It's gonna be Alice Cooper's gonna be there. Come on, guys. This is one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh my god, I don't believe this is not happening. <laughs> we have got a folder, guys. Okay, when people say well, ghost folks, movies, this is what I think of. It's not gonna be cheap. <laughs> Although I do offer a six-month guarantee. <laughs> That fellow takes us totally for granted. Hey, Stuart, in or out, huh? 
Frank Bannister had a remarkable ability. Psychic investigator? To communicate with the dead. You, you could see spirits? Emanations are normally confined to the cemetery. You cannot push spirits around! Although they do escape. And an uncanny knack. We're gonna scare the living daylights out of your parents. And I'm so surprised that a lot of people have not seen this movie. We're like... supposed to be his business partners. Everyone says Come that you're Michael a fraud, J. Fox. I've seen what you can do. Give it, Frank. Death ain't no way to make a living. And then it has Jake Busey in it. Some things put the fear of death in the living. What is happening to me? Come on, sissy, face it. Running. Come on! No, shut the fuck up. I fucking love this movie. Dated as shit. No, I fucking love this It's not dated. No, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, you just showed a movie, what is it, not the center of the earth? That looked ten times worse. And I said it was horrible. And that one still holds up. I don't even care. Fucking the Frighteners? Yeah. Pictures. The Frighteners is badass. Your next pal. An acclaimed director, Peter Jackson. And then it had the, 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 the captain, the, the eyebrows. Dude, little the maggot. What is his name? He always says the same thing in every movie he's in with the eyebrows. Uh, Arlie Ermey. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was something different. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, so check out Philadelphia Comic Con. I'll be there Friday, definitely. You know what? I'll be there Sunday definitely too, even if I have to go alone. I really don't give a fuck. Anyways. Yes. Drill Sergeant in the film Full Metal Jacket died on Sunday. In addition to appearing in other movies like Dead Man Robert Lee. All right. So, because you're saying it all in one. R. Lee Ermy. Oh, look. There's a clip from The Frighteners right below. Right below. Click on it. Click on it. Right there. Think you can do better? Flash yeah, dance See, Jesus Christ! Like Doom Patrol. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Robot. Every time we go into cemetery, this is what I imagine now. <laughs> that's not dated to you. No, it's fucking a classic. I'm you think that's how ghosts look like? Don't worry about them. They're not gonna hurt you. We don't know. Is that big? Plasma. Is that big? What in the hell is going on out here? <gasps> Get back in your grave! <laughs> ah, son Get of. Get back in your. Holy Jesus! Frank Bannister. Go ahead, I'll handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think what that was different? Why didn't you play it? He didn't even start yelling at Frank because Bannister yet. Because we're a half hour in. We gotta get going here. <sighs> <sighs> what was that? <sighs> All right. So I got. That's what that is. Jesus. Phlegm. Yes. So Peter Dobson. That is see. not. Oh wait, he was the he was the little Forrest Gump boy. <laughs> I did not know that. Fun fact. <laughs> I don't know what else he's been in. Forrest Gump, The Frighteners, Mar- The Marrying Man, A Strangers, something, something. Yeah, he hasn't been in much, but he's a little mm. Forrest Gump boy. Mm. He's the guy running, and then the braces fall off, or mm. then he's like, can't sit here for or whatever. What did he say? Seats We're like taken. peas and carrots. Like peas and carrots, Tim. <laughs> Jenny. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away. away. <laughs> right. Oh, he's in a movie called IFL. Who cares? Unidentified flying object. Who cares? I'm just saying, we maybe we should watch this for the next show. No. Come on. If he's the lead in it, I'm not watching. I don't think he's the lead. <laughs> I mean, but it looks fun. 1987. Yeah, it's fun. 1987. So he's like six in, in, in it. No, 
Forrest Gump was in the 90s. Come on. I don't know. What year do you think Forrest Gump was made in? 75? No, I knew it was like in the late 80s, early 90s. Late... It's late 90s, almost in the 2000s, like 94, maybe 95. He was in a movie called... Look, I'm just saying, this, guy is, in, this guy is in a lot of movies that look we up. talk about. Doppelganger? Yeah, I never talk, talk about that movie. We know, but we've talked about doppelgangers. It doesn't have anything to do with him. It does. You, you really thought Forrest Gump came out in the 80s? I'm going to look it up, like late 80s. That shit was like 93, 94. 94. 94. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why either. I'm I like, was only whatever. four, so maybe my concept of time was not developed. Oh, the fictitious man-made theory. Yeah. All right, yeah. ready to get into this it's thing. All I, so we got some news that's pop popped up. There's been some shit that's going on in the world of space. Yes, today we got it. We got a picture of a uh, black hole. The first ever image of a black hole release. Astronomers have taken the first ever image of a black hole, which was located in a distant galaxy. It measures 40 billion kilometers across, 3 million times the size of Earth, and has been described by scientists as a monster. Yes. The black hole is 500 million trillion kilometers away and was photographed by a network of eight telescopes across the world. Details have been published today in astrophysical journals letters. It gives some names and it talks about uh, the news. The black hole was found in a galaxy called M87. M87 sounds like a What we see is a larger size of our entire solar system, he says. It has a mass of 6.5 billion times that of the sun. And it is one of the heaviest black holes we think exist. It is an absolute monster, the heavyweight champion of the black hole universe. <laughs> the image shows an, an intensely bright ring of fire. Uh, and it says Professor Faculty describes it surrounding a perfectly circular hole. The bright halo is caused by superheated gas falling into the hole. The light is brighter than all the billions of stars in billions the galaxies combined, which is why it can be seen in such a distance from Earth. The edge network, um, the edge of the dark circle at the center of, at the center is the point in which the gas enters the black hole, which is an object that has such a large gravitational pull, not even light can escape. And it goes on to talk about more about the black hole. So, uh, pretty cool. Um, yes. We actually get to see a fucking black hole so, for the first time ever. And there's actually a picture of uh, the girl who actually created the algorithm for for us to be able to capture that. And she's, like, literally, like, like crying, like, <gasps> like, she's so shocked. And it's amazing. And it's good for, that a woman was able to do that. I mean, I'm just saying, I got to say, you know, have to say that out there. You know? All right, you just rambled on about that for, like, Ever. I did not, but I had to say it because I want to like, show you this. I had to say because I had to say because we had to say because we had to say. Okay. Did you see it? Profile picture versus reality, and then look at the bottom. United States space, space force. force. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty cool that we're actually getting some. Uh, we're starting to be. I able mean, because literally a black hole is still kind of theor. Theor- theorize it's not like an actual like well, concept we, that we well we knew it existed and we have proof that it existed but the thing is we've never been able to observe one yes so this is the first time we've been able to observe one and not have to just go through like mathematics to know that they exist so that's pretty cool um uh, I, yeah that was pretty goddamn cool that was news that popped up and then there was a thing I shared today did you hear about the new species of, of, of human that was yes you today? sent me the link I couldn't read the whole thing without subscribing 
What? Yeah. I couldn't read the whole thing without... It said, click here to subscribe to read the rest. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, by the way, Walmart robot janitors will mop floors, scan shelves, sort items, and more. They say that this is for the employees there to have more customer service. Please. I've... When have I ever walked into a Walmart and been able to ask a person where something is and they were able to locate it? Never. Never. Have you ever had that experience? I don't know. I can't (laughs) say I have, but I can't say I have. Robert England actually will host the Travel Channel's spooky new series, Shadows of History. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. Are you? I don't know. You know, uh, I've been let down by a lot of TV as of late, so... But this is Robert. Have England. you watched Twilight Zone yet? I have not. Is mm. that episode two out yet? Mm-hmm. Is it not good? Three's out. <gasps> I gotta catch up, man. What are you? Your thoughts? You still giving it a go? Or I'm giving it a go? I'm giving the old college try. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, uh, I want to like it. I want to, but I'm not. Just go back and watch the original. I I do all the time. <laughs> I do all yeah, it's the on time. Netflix. <laughs> um. All right, so you ready to hear about this new spe- this new evidence of a, a new human species yes. from the Philippines? I want to hear this because I couldn't read the whole article. Fossils unearthed in a limestone cavern, part of a previously unknown human species that roamed the island about 50,000 years ago. In a handful of fossilized teeth uh, and bones, scientists have found evidence of a previously unknown human species that lived in is what now known as the Philippines about 50,000 years ago. The discovery deepens the mystery of an era when the world was a melting pot for many different human kinds mm-hmm. on the move. Small-jawed with dainty teeth, able to walk upright but be, f- be with feet still shaped to climb. These, islander, these island creatures were a mix-and-match patchwork of a primitive and advanced features in unique var- variations of the human form. The scientists reported Wednesday in the National Jour- Journal... Evolution creates mosaics of traits like this, said anthropologist Matt Torici at the Canada Lakehead University and Smithsonian National Museum of Natural... You hate the I do, which sucks. Who wasn't involved (laughs) in the project. The report makes a good case that this is something of what we have not seen before. The announcement of a new species brings a region of the Pacific once considered a backwater of evolution into the mainstream of early human development. Several anthropologists who study human origins said many species in human fossils believe that a half a dozen or so species of hominids as closely related to human species called what may have coexisted around the world between 50,000 and 250 million years ago. Damn. Several, several... Uh, intermingled with direct ancestors, bearing children together, leaving a le- legacy of their her- hereditary, tr- hereditary traits that affect our health and well-being today. Recent studies of the ancient DNA revealed. So basically, it just talks to us. So about it found it. a humanoid. We have another species of human. We're going to add another species of human to the list. So like. So that evolution picture where they're walking, we got to add a new little. Got to put a new a people new there. Got to get a new person. With the, the smaller jaw. You want to hear something weird? What? So I heard this theory the other day where, um, and it, I, I know that um, the book Communion uh, was written on it, uh, which is Whitley Strieber's book. It was written, I guess, in the 70s, 70s or early 80s. Um, and he had talked about that how 
the theory is that aliens visiting us, the grays with the, you know, the big, you know, the typical gray. Yeah, the typical gray. That guy. um, Are basically us from the future time traveling. And if you look at the, so that, so that's what he projects. Now there's another guy who's out now with a book. I forget the name of the book, but I'll have to go back and look. Um, But uh, he talks about, I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head, but it, 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 it doesn't matter. He talks about how he believes in that same theory, and he talks about how if you just go back and look at evolution of the, of the human, of the hominoid over mm-hmm. time, our heads have gotten bigger, yeah. our jaws have gotten smaller, our ears have gotten smaller. Like mm-hmm. all the traits that you see heading toward the alien gray is exactly where, where, yeah. where we are heading constantly well i mean that's kind of it goes back to the movie paul remember he says i threw up when i saw a human you have tiny heads and (laughs) yeah you know like big arms like it's just weird but you know it just goes back it makes you think that maybe what we're i mean like why do we need these flaps well it doesn't matter this 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 theory i'm talking about is just specifically it doesn't matter if you need them or not it's just a fact that we're evolution it's just the fact that we're losing them so that it, it doesn't matter if you need them or not but what what this guy puts out is the is fact that why that, like the government is trying to make us all obese no i don't think that's why anything is happening <laughs> i just think that if you look it's just a we it's just one of those crazy things it's a synchronicity over time where you look at well that's pretty weird you can say that yeah it doesn't mean anything but i like the idea yeah i like the idea to think that maybe that could be pl- plausible because yeah there is evidence that over time our heads have gotten bigger because we know our brains have gotten bigger. And maybe those elongated skulls are just skulls from the future. Or maybe they're just what they exactly or people say they are. Or maybe that's just the stuff they're picking out of the ground and they're making their own shape. <laughs> that's why there's just yeah ice. there's a, there's a theory that says that dinosaurs don't exist. That it's just archaeologists so creating stupid. the the you know the skeletal being of that through the dirt. It's interesting. There's I no just like, I fucking. I like to research, okay? So I've never seen a dinosaur, so I can't say if it's real or not. <sighs> Same with Noah's Ark. I wasn't around. I don't know if this was a real event. <laughs> it's all relative. It's all right. Are you ready for Rush Hour oh. 4? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was jumping into something. Even though now, actually, I got to read something because it's fucking hilarious. But it's kind of disturbing, so you have to be ready. <laughs> We're not gonna watch this whole thing, but I'm gonna show you a piece of this. It's because it's an echo chamber. Yeah. It's like people don't look as why do people think the world is flatter? <laughs> Hello, freak bitches. I would love to play you the dinosaurs are not real video. Do it. Just do oh, it. God. See if you can find JV. We, we probably can't play it on YouTube where we'll get pulled, but we can play uh. the the audio, right? Mm. Play the audio. We'll put the video up on the screen and play the audio for you, and you can just fucking your head can turn beet red. Oh. Smoke's gonna come out of your ears because the thing is about these videos, and this is the issue that I have with not just videos, but also with blogs. Mm. Like <laughs> people, you're writing things, and you're not you're not being checked as you're going along. Right. So it's it's just you broadcasting an idea. It's not a conversation, and because of that. You can give off the illusion of expertise without mm-hmm. being checked. Here it goes. Dinosaurs never existed. And by oh the way, oh my God, Eric Dubay. This is the, the flat the, Earth guy. The, yeah, the guy that does two hundred proofs the Earth is flat. <laughs> that everybody has debunked. Fucking 
a thousand. No, Holy no, no. Shit. Shills. Shills. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Shills are. Listen to this guy. Owen of the Royal Society. Don't you dare mention Owen's name, you asshole. Museum Natural History Department in 1842. Or, in other words, the existence of dinosaurs was first speculatively hypothesized by a knighted museum head coincidentally in the mid-19th century during the heyday of evolutionism <laughs> before a single dinosaur fossil had ever been found. Wrong. They, the they found pause, pause, pause that. Pause every time. <laughs> pause. Uh, dinosaurs... Uh, we, we discovered marine reptiles and the first dinosaurs about a century before that. So that right there, Eric, you're fucking wrong. <gasps> Whoops. It's like, don't bring your flat earth bullshit into my profession. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> we'll keep going. Yeah, keep, keep this rolling. <laughs> Mainstream press worldwide got to work hyping stories of these supposed long-lost animals, and then, lo and behold, 12 years later, in 1854, Ferdinand Vandeveer Hayden, during his exploration of the Upper Missouri River, found proof of Owen's theory. A few unidentified teeth he mailed to leading paleontologist Joseph Leedy, mm -hmm. who several years later declared them to be from an ancient, extinct Trachodon dinosaur. Which, beyond ironic... <laughs> so, that's because we can do things like look at modern analogs and see how teeth are fucking made. <laughs> we know if it's a predator or if it's prey. We know if it's an herbivore or a carnivore. Mm -hmm. We know how teeth are fucking built. Even back then, even when they're doing naturalistic drawings like this. It's like, like the... the, the the megalodon tooth on my arm. It is a predator. It's obviously a serrated tooth. Is it chewy... megalodon or megalodon? You're, How do you say it? It, it's, it depends. Your, your emphasis can be on a different syllable. Okay. It's, it's both. It's, it's like, not like nuclear and nuclear? No, no, because it doesn't have two U's. Um, but it's spelled, it's spelled the same, but it's like dimetrodon or dimetrodon. Oh, okay. It's it, the same thing. Megalodon or megalodon. Oh, God. You're, keep wow. going. Keep yeah, going. keep doing Probably this. What is it, 20 tooth. minutes? <laughs> Firstly, it should be needless to say that it is impossible to reconstruct an entire hypothetical ancient animal based on a few teeth. But even more importantly, it is dubious that a myriad of ancient reptile bird and reptile mammal transitional forms necessary for the blossoming theory of evolution would be hypothesized and then conveniently discovered by teams of evolutionist archaeologists purposely out looking to find such fossils. I'm glad I brought a lot of And it is even more dubious that such fossils have supposedly existed for millions of years but were never found by or known to any civilization in the history of humanity until okay. evolution. Okay, yeah. The reason why we didn't know about things beforehand, because we weren't doing shit like wholesale intellectual studies of science when people were building fucking pyramids and stuff like that. That's why we have different ages in throughout anthropological records. We have the Bronze Age and Iron Age and all that because we have to do things like figure out the land around us and when we start finding really old bones like hey this looks like a really big chicken bone what the fuck or this looks like a huge human with a single eye what the fuck we start looking at stuff like that saying just wholesale fucking bullshit like that god damn 
but that's a that's what a YouTube video exactly. is. That, a YouTube that, conspiracy theory video is. Oh, it's I know. One oh. person getting to spill their nonsense and they're unchecked. Yes, this is and, why I wanted to play yeah. this for you. And um, uh, response videos can be blocked by the original person. They mm-hmm. can curate all comments. They can only allow certain ones through. They can moderate everything. Same with a blog. Same with all of that. They control their own criticism. Mm-hmm. There's a guy right now that a lot of the paleo community is going after. His name's David Peters. He's a jackass um, who's like doing stupid things like all reptiles are mammals and all of these clades should be in this and just all this crap. Um, he wholesale copied an article from a colleague of mine, posted it which is a violation of copyright because he's attempting to supersede that work by uh, importing his own ideas to it. He will refuse any critical comments to be posted on his WordPress site. Mm. That's a, that's really common though. Yeah. It's really common with people. The, the war of ideas in the comment section, that's where it's being fought. Yeah. It's because it's an echo chamber. Yeah. It's like people don't look, as why do people think the world is flat or why do people think dinosaurs don't exist their google boolean search is dinosaurs don't exist or creationism is true evolution is false the earth is flat chemtrails exist they're creating their own echo chamber and preaching to their own fucking choir Mm -hmm. yeah and then they have a message board and they go on that message board (sighs) massive confirmation bias nobody anybody that doesn't follow that line gets Boot it out. Let's play more of this because oh, it gets gets better. Hold Masonic Renaissance in the mid nineteenth century. Renaissance. David Wozni wrote, "Why are there no discoveries by Native Americans in all the years previous when they roamed the American continents? Because they weren't digging there is no the fucking earth. Dinosaurs in the Native American <laughs> religion or tradition? Because they were all dead. For that matter, why were there no discoveries prior to the nineteenth century in any part of the world? There could have been. You didn't know what it was." Why That's the no world evil book. Time. It's phantom time. It's like the same thing with mammoth cyclops. Yeah. We didn't know what the fuck it was. We didn't know right. it was a massive, uh, you know, a massive elephant species. We thought it was a giant person. Yeah. When yeah. the first animals were discovered in the Liberia tar pits uh, before 1913, they thought it was livestock that got trapped in there and died. Then they realized, holy fuck, cows don't have nine-inch-long incisors that are, you know, perfectly evolved to slash open the throats of things. And then you started questioning. So the Native Americans and all the people, they were finding possibly scatters of bone and didn't know what it was. Uh, did the uh, did the northern uh, first people start licking bones and rocks? No, we we discovered that. You know, the science as it figures out, going, hey, this is porous material. If I lick porous material, it's going to stick to my tongue. Holy fuck, that's a fossil. This 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 kind of just. He, the problem with you, Eric, is you are starting from an improper position. Right. You are starting on a confirmation bias. Yeah, you are exactly. stating from the beginning that dinosaurs don't exist, and you are using paradelia and apophenia, the ability for humans to find patterns, mm-hmm. in order to fit your bullshit, and then only cherry-pick what belongs exactly. that's that's what that's what he does with fucking flat earth and the problem with this is like i was saying earlier because now the stupid minority has a voice all i don't know how many million people subscribe to his fucking channel <laughs> every single flat earth dipshit 
Are they is going to go sixty-one thousand people. Okay, <laughs> look at that three hundred thousand views. Fuck. And here's the thing: check out the comments. The comments he he curates thumbs up, the comments down are almost identical. Look, thirty-four eighty-six to thirty-four ninety-three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you son of a bitch! Oh, but <laughs> I remember being forced to to have the same dinosaur toys as everyone. Meh. Yeah, that's because it's called consumerism. Flat Earth, no dinosaur. What's the point in making these? Okay, see, good, good for you. Go in there. <laughs> Extremely great research. Love this very much. Thank you, Max Haskins. Don't breed. Don't ruin dinosaurs with facts. Fuck you. And they were an, my favorite animal. Here's another problem. His voice is annoying as fuck. Yes. Oh my god. Let's yeah. play more. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna open Encyclopedia. Before the 1800s, no one ever knew that dinosaurs existed. During the late 1800s and early 1900s, large deposits of dinosaur remains were discovered. Why has man suddenly made all these discoveries? No tribes, cultures, or countries in the world ever discovered a dinosaur bone before the mid-1800s, and then they were suddenly found all over the world in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Argentina, Belgium, Mongolia, Tanzania, West Germany, and many other places apparently had large deposits of dinosaur fossils never before seen. That's because we find the first one, and then we're like, holy shit, there must be more of these out there. And then the Bone War started between Ogden and Marsh. You had the Mantell collection with the first iguanodon that was found. And they put it and they made these really stupid uh, statues and put them in Crystal Palace in London. And uh, Mary Anning, one of the first female, well, the first female paleontologist and one of the first people to actually find fossils, she discovered the ichthyosaur. Mary Anning was the girl from the rhyme she sells seashells on the seashore because that's what she did as a child. Mm. And as she was looking for seashells, she found a skeleton of an ichthyosaur buried in a cliff. Whoa. Yeah. As, as like a kid. I think she was 12, Whoa. 13. Oh, Holy shit. I think paleontology Twitter is going to rip me apart for not knowing the thing. But come on. I'm, I'm hyped up now. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's drunk. He's hyped up. He's I'm not. Dude, that's one beer. beer. All right. I've got. I don't know so how many six. you had before you got here. None. Uh, we get I, excited. I've got nine more in there. Um, sure he's I'm gonna need them. He needs to uh, come on our show. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so Mary Anning discovered uh, ichthyosaurs, and once you discover something like that, you want to go around the world and say, "Hey, where else is this stuff? Exactly. Let's go somewhere that no one has been," mm. which means North America, South America, Tanzania, Belize, mm-hmm. all the things that Captain Jackass just rattled off. Captain <laughs> Fuckface. Let's Cap- call him Captain, Captain Fuckface. F- oh God. Fucking fuckwitted shit gibbon. I don't just something. I mean, yeah, I stole that. I stole shit gibbon from a Trump thing. Shit gibbon? Shit gibbon. Like a monkey? Like a gibbon monkey? Ape. I think they're technically apes. Gibbons or apes? I think gibbons are apes. The one flatter No. Aren't all apes monkeys, but not all monkeys are apes? No, apes and monkeys are primates. But a monkey is just, it's not a technical term, right? It's not a scientific term. There was an article that was written that was explaining that all apes are monkeys, but not all monkeys are apes. See if you can find that. Well, let's we'll go to that afterwards. We'll yeah. go to that afterwards. Probably like because like, give me one of those beers. And cra- let's not let's keep this rolling. I want I want to I want to see how deep we can go with this. <laughs> Eric Dubay character. We're inhabiting and well explored for thousands of years before this time. Why had no one ever found a dinosaur fossil before? According to the book The Dinosaur Project, 
Paleontological journalist yeah, Wayne Grady placed the period following this from around 1870 to 1880 became a period in North America where some of the most underhanded shenanigans in the history of science were conducted. That's because there were two known- paleontologists going at it against each other going, I can find the cooler thing. No, I can find the cooler the thing. I'm going to find more shit than you. Race, you know it was called I mean? the Bone Wars, Ogden versus Marsh. You already talked about this, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. What was what was underhanded about it? They would uh, they would uh, uh, um, sabotage each, uh, each other's digs. Mm-hmm. They would try really? and yeah, steal fossils. They were assholes. <laughs> but because of the competition, it's it's like a fight. When you have one dude that you know, two dudes that have been training all their lives and trying to do the whole thing. The more amped up one gets, the more amped up the others get, and it's going to be a fucking just throwdown. This is what happened on an intellectual and fieldwork scale. You had two guys trying to make a name for themselves in a burgeoning brand new field that just wanted to get in and roll, and they had direct competition with each other. So it's going to be, you know, fuck you, I'm going to find these bones first. And it, it got nasty, man. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it. think of it as Edison versus Tesla, mm-hmm. paleontology. <laughs> right. Except Tesla wasn't very aggressive. He sort of like let all that shit go. Yeah, happen. true, true. Let's very play true. It. Play oh, it. Keep, keep this going. Known as the Great Dinosaur Rush or right, anyways, the Bone Wars, Edward Drinker Cope of the Academy of Cope, Natural yeah. Sciences Cope, Marsh, and Othniel Marsh of the Peabody Museum of Natural History began a lifelong rivalry and passion for dinosaur hunting. Yeah, I said they Ogden. started out as Cope, friends, my bad. but became bitter enemies during a legendary feud involving double-crossing, slander, bribery, theft, spying, and destruction of bones by both parties. Mm-hmm. Marsh is said to have discovered over 500 different ancient species, including 80 dinosaurs, while Cope discovered 56. Out of the 136 dinosaur species supposedly discovered by the two men, however, Fuck you for saying only supposedly. 32 are presently considered valid, as the rest have all proven to be falsifications and fabrications. Bullshit. Of- Bullshit. Yeah. Not a falsification or a fabrication. Turns out a lot of those dinosaurs were the same species that were previously discovered. So, oh, look, this sauropod femur looks a lot like that sauropod femur, but I found this slightly in a different place, so I'm going to name it a new species. Nope, turns out those are both brontosaurus or apatosaurus or triceratops or stegosaurus, anything like that. Um, that, that, that is just an outright fucking lie that he just said. When things are discovered and it turns out that they're the same, it becomes taxonomically what's called a junior synonym. So, uh, for example, Tyrannosaurus rex had another name for a really long time. It's totally mega, mega, no, regardless. Whatever the first name for it was, was technically the first discovered name for it. But since Tyrannosaurus rex became the more popular, the more documented, the more thing, that became a junior synonym, or or an obsc- that one actually became what we call nomum obscurum, or the obscure name, no longer uh, no longer talked about. But that's what happened. It wasn't an outright fabrication. It was two dudes finding bones of the same species or type of animal, but not naming it the same thing. So that's that's an absolute bullshit. Eric Dubé outright lie. And that's where we'll once yeah. claimed to find a complete skeleton. Uh, I mean, and that's the problem things. with a lot of this stuff. I feel like people go into this stuff and they try to find, and they're, they, 
they search their biased ideology. You know what I mean? Like, if you think the Earth's flat, you're going to go, why is the Earth flat? And then you're going to get all these articles on why the Earth is flat. I'd like. You don't think you know, the Earth's flat? <laughs> oh, now they're saying, what is it? It has a dome? It's a donut. Wait, it went from being a dome to now being a donut, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but that's just what I'm saying. Like, you got to have an open mind in this world. Like, you can't just go into something and... Like, I heard that whole dinosaur bone joke, and I thought it was funny. Do I believe it? I don't know. Do I believe dinosaurs? I mean, there's a lot of evidence that it does, but I'm still going to be open-minded. One day, someone might go, look, dinosaurs never existed, and then I'm going to be like, oh, shit. You never know. But you can't look at stuff in a biased perspective, and I feel like that's what happens with a lot of these, air quotes, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Because what would you consider us? I consider myself open-minded yeah that's i can so i don't consider myself a, i don't consider myself a skeptic nor do i consider myself a believer in anything i consider myself both i can Mulder walk and scully i can walk <laughs> into any topic mm-hmm. with a clear mind and and draw my opinion from that yeah um evidence is key and and i can call bullshit on shit when mm-hmm. i find it to be bullshit yeah. um, i have no problem with that because there is enough crazy shit out there that I, I don't need everything to be weird or yeah. a conspiracy. So, um, yeah, I will go in there. I go into every situation with, with, I try, well, I try to go into every situation with a clear and open mind and pull 100% from what and I, I just, can we, we find We both like from. to have a conversation oh, about that, it. That's the funnest part of it all. And that's the main part. But I feel like a lot of this becomes a debate where it's, just, it's, you know, not very informative. It's not very life changing. I mean, look, if we're going to sit down and you're going to discuss something with me, my point of view may change. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to walk away and be like, well, fuck him. Fuck him. Whatever he said, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, but like some of my friends, they introduced like Julie, she introduced me to people as, oh yeah, my conspiracy theory friend. And I'm just like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm more of a open-minded person, you know? Yeah. Cause what is it? The only history that you don't know is a history I haven't been told. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and if that doesn't I'm explain Pickle it, Rick! And if that doesn't explain it, I'm Pickle Rick! It was probably just ice. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick! Jesus Christ. All right, so guys, <laughs> rush hour four. Yeah, I'm not, I really don't care. Like, uh, I liked the last one. I thought it was good, and I missed. Tucker. And, I miss and, Tucker, but you know. yeah, that, those movies never really were all that fun really? for me. They were I okay. They were funny. I thought they were funny for they what were they okay. were. They what were was like, the one with? They were um, like a funny B movie. What was the one with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan? Mm. What was that one? Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that one was funny, but it wasn't Rush Hour. But it reminded me of Rush Hour. Uh, so you're not into it? Uh, okay. Cool. All right. Happy. Have you watched it? No. I haven't really watched much tea. tea I know tea. you've been outside drinking orange crushes. Yeah, I've been doing like <laughs> yard work. I've been getting a lot of my yard work done. Uh, a lot of that shit's done. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't really been watching. Okay, so much. Philly, Abby, the ba- baseball's back. I'm yeah. in ba- I'm I mean, baseball. But, three hours a night. There's only a couple night. shows that I watch every night. Three hours a so, night. So, uh, happy. Happy is back. Uh, Christopher Maloney is fucking amazing. Pat, uh, what's his name? Patton Oswalt, right? Um, he's fucking killer. The second episode was way better than the first. 
it definitely gives you more of a perspective, but it was actually kind of disturbing at the mm. same time. Uh, one of the makeup jobs they did on this movie, on this show, was fucking phenomenal. They took off this whole guy's skin. Kind of like in Nazis in the Center of the Earth. Uh, no. You saw them peel it back. Yeah, but no, no. This was legit. You could see like the muscle. Like I'm, I literally yeah. rewinded it, even though I was disgusted by it, because I'm like, oh my God, Tallahassee. But then I'm like, I'm so intrigued because I love doing makeup and to see the way that they did the muscle and everything. Mm -hmm. And it turns out they use a lot of prosthetics. It's not paint. So I was kind of disappointed in that. But it's still a fucking awesome makeup They didn't use real bodies? No, they didn't. And if you have ever used body parts for play, call us and leave us a voicemail. Yeah, let's do it. 1-802-483-3682. See how I always try and tie that in every week some weird? Yeah. We need the Antichrist hotline back. Yeah. <laughs> Can we give this Star-Lord away? Yeah. Before the next Endgame movie? The 28th, we're seeing it. It comes out on the, what, the 25th? Yeah, I don't know if we can give away before then, but we can work on a giveaway to give it away around then. Okay, let's work on a giveaway. Give look, it away, give it away, give it away Because now. we're almost at our 200th episode. We are. Yes. Which which I was like the other day before we came up with this we topic. We said Bigfoot would be 300. Episode 300. Okay, good, good, good. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do Bigfoot right after doing no, Albert's story. No. We said Bigfoot would be like 300. Maybe 200 would be like, oh, I got an idea for 200. Huh. All right, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Maybe a live watch. <laughs> hmm. Uh, So watch Happy. Barry is back. Yeah. Bill Hader, fucking amazing. That show, the first episode was fucking amazing. The second episode was even better. Why do you hate his name? Okay, don't get me started on that. Watch Barry on. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't watched shit. I haven't watched nothing this past couple weeks. Arrow's getting canceled. They're all getting canceled. Preacher, Preacher, done. (laughs) Jinx, pinch poke, yell me a coke. It's all getting. Preacher, it's all all getting next. It's gonna end with season four. I'm happy that we got more than season one. Yeah, it's all getting cut. I didn't know. I mean, then again, you know, you watch The Walking Dead and it's like Into the Badlands. It's like, I don't fucking care about Into the Badlands. You know, I've never actually ran into somebody who's like, yo, you watch Into the Badlands? Exactly. I, Why does The Walking Dead in that time keep I pushing it on us? But I'm like. It has Nick Frost in it and I've never watched it. But never. Never. Have I walked up to somebody and they've been like, yo, you watch Into the Badlands? Yeah. No, I don't. Four, five. The Walking Dead. It was like every commercial into the Badlands, into the Badlands. It's like Game of Thrones all over again. I did watch the first episode of Into Badlands, and I was like, "That's some badass shit." And I never watched another one. I mean, you got to intrigue me. I mean, I got to season four of uh, Game of Thrones. Darkness, my old friend. I got to. I got to season four of Game of Thrones. Um, Peter Dinklage was the best part of that. It kind of got boring after that for me. So I'm not really interested. Have you seen Captain Marvel yet? No, I have not seen it yet. Stop. But there is. You gotta watch it before you see this movie. I know. I know. We're going that Sunday. I gotta play this clip. So there's this this thing going on. Um. So supposedly Brie Brie Larson, that clip that we see of her in Avengers, she filmed that. Oh my God! I had to go through this with my daughter earlier. So she filmed that before. Right. Captain Marvel. Right. So she had a different concept of what the character should be. No, she even said that. She even said that. She said she 
had a different concept of what the character should be. Not fit, not... Okay, so what she's talking about is appearance-wise. Mm-hmm. She's not talking about the way the character is no, as far as, like, mental... Wise. Just, they... they the She has makeup in, yes. in this clip. Because I remember when you said you saw it, you and Harmony both said you liked how she didn't really... really she kind of... Right. It always made a point at her appearance being tomboyish. Right. And they clearly... So, but look... Relax, everybody. Yeah, it's... Calm down. Yeah. It's just some fucking makeup. Yes. And the, and, and Captain Marvel was basically a, uh origin story, right? Huh? Captain Marvel was like an an origin story, her, right? Her, well, it was... Yeah, it was her origin so, story, but it was also more or less a Nick Fury origin story. Yeah, that's what I heard. You gotta watch it. I know. I'm going to. You have to before I you know. see this shit. Me no, you have, have tickets have for that to. Sunday it comes out. I'm you so excited. You have to see this shit. I'm gonna be wearing a diaper. Because watch. It's gonna be three hours Cause long. There, look, <laughs> look, she straight up says, <coughs> you guys didn't have me. Yeah. I don't know. So I just wanted to give it that out, though, about the Brie Larson thing. Yeah. I thought it was very uh, unwanted. It's nothing. Whatever. Just relax. I don't. I don't think anybody needs to say anything, well, and we never would have known any different. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. That she's wearing mascara and a little bit of lipstick. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you'll, and you'll see here. Is this the use the stones again? Hey, we'd be going in short-handed, you know. Look, he's still got the stones, so. So let's get up. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that. Yeah. Just like so bad. Even if there's a, a small chance that we can undo this, I mean, we owe it to everyone who's not in this room to try. If we do this, how do we know it's going to end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl, everybody in this room is about that superhero life. And if you don't mind my asking, where the hell have you been all this time? There are a lot of other planets in the universe. And unfortunately, they didn't have you guys. I like this one. She's like, Let's go get this son of a bitch. Language. I don't like the language. Why does his face looks so weird. Cause he's older. I don't like it. But look, look, Cap. Cap says, "Son of a bitch." I know, language, motherfucker. Hold on, wait. I gotta show you this real quick. I'm so excited. But anyways, just relax, people, about Captain Marvel. But it is gonna be over three hours. I might wear a diaper. Just kidding. There's gonna be an intermission from what <laughs> no, I hear. No, there's not. No, they've already released it today. There's not gonna be any intermission. Uh, but I did find a um, a picture of Thor. Right? Describe it. I shared that already. <laughs> did you? Well, it, it's one similar. It's Thor sitting in his hoodie, and he's going, look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or let Ooh. it slip? His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now. That's Everybody's he, choking now. No. That's not what he's saying. Yes, yes. It is in Eminem. Eminem's song? Yeah, I know. Okay, I was he, rapping Eminem. Here's the one I shared. Okay, let's see the one you shared. Why does Thor look like he's about to challenge Thanos to a rap battle? <laughs> Snap back to reality. <laughs> oh, there goes humanity. 
<laughs> Do you remember Eight Mile? That yeah. battle? Dumbass fucking movie. <laughs> oh, we gotta play the the, the thing. The thing. <laughs> the thing. The thing. I don't know if we played last week, but I'm playing. Guys, again, there's so. gonna be another Walking Dead. 2020 i don't know if we, uh, who cares let's just move on from that i mean does anybody even watch fear the walking dead what is all what's the evil fingers because i don't know if we played it last we week. did i'm playing it again okay fine because it looks fine and early reports are arthur does it help Maze to to it looks to? completely different than any other Maze comic balls. movie it kind of reminds me it's amazeballs my mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Though your heart is aching, smile, even though it's breaking, when there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by, if you smile, to your fear and sorrow, smile, and maybe tomorrow. <laughs> What's so funny? Oh. Freak! <laughs> Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. I'm Damn, so excited. I, I feel like DC's finally going to get something right. From the moment he was right. cast, there were so many people who were like, I don't like it, I don't like it. And I was like, no, no, no. It fucking works. Remember Jock Quinn? Jock Quinn. <laughs> I, I preached this shit from the fucking day. I said, you know, you want to get a batshit crazy person to play the Joker? He's a method actor. He is the fucking How one. How fucked up would have been if they would have got Christian Bale? Because he's also a method actor. Could have done that. What if they would have got him to do the Joker? Nah, I think I <laughs> I'm think, just saying, like uh, in Hollywood, they're always looking for a gimmick. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I think I think getting him to do that is fucking so going to be so fucking good. All yeah, right, that's amazing. Uh, Santa Clara to diet. I finished it. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, you still gotta watch. I know the first season, the first episode is a little. Meh. You have to get past it. it. Gets so much better. And freaking Timothy Oliphant, and he's fucking amazing. He's he ah. Oh. Oh, I can't. I love him. But Can anyways, I... him and Drew Barrymore together are fucking amazing. And this season was great. Check out Doom Patrol. That's on the DC Network, right? Yeah, but you can find it other places. Okay. 
because I still got to watch Titans. Yeah, and Captain Marvel and shit. All right, there's three things. Relax. I will get to it. I have until... And Twilight Zone. I have until the 28th to get to Captain Marvel. Doom Patrol. I will start watching Titans. I need to watch because that looked awesome. And what else? Everything. No, you just said one other thing. What was it? What did I say? I don't know. You just said one thing. What was it? What else do I got to watch up, catch up on? Oh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. But you keep telling me it's no good, and I keep reading reviews. Because it's not. And what are all the reviews telling you? That it's not good. I so, know. So God damn it. God damn it. So a part of me is just like, do I really want to even watch it? Do I want to yeah. give it that try? You got to. I mean, I don't know. You got to. You got to. All right, you ready to jump into some uh, Albert here? All right, hold on, hold on. I got one more thing to talk about. All right. Uh, the Tesla autopilot cars yeah. are being hacked and running over people. Awesome. Just wanted to give that Maximum up to overdrive. Maximum effort. Maximum overdrive, the movie. <laughs> Overkill? No. Mac. Do you remember Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Where all the shit came back to life and killed uh, everybody? You didn't watch The Tick, did you? The, <laughs> the one on... Okay. Uh, no. One of them, the superhero's name is Overkill. Mm. Because he, they're mocking... Because the whole comic series was mocking the American super... Okay. Okay. So anyway, so this is disgusting, but it's hilarious. So I have to share it. Okay. Then we get into our topic. Okay. So I have a yeast infection. Disgusting. Why? I was, what the I, fuck? Listen, this goes into it. Okay. Because this is hilarious. So I was happening because I couldn't move for about two hours. So I was on Amazon and reading reviews about Monistat. Right. And I come across this one. Whoever wrote this is a fucking genius. Okay. You ready Kay. for this? Sure. She gave it four stars. No horror stories here. The alien egg docked with the Fury mothership just prior to the mothership's sleep cycle. The docking was uneventful with no complications other than a slight stinging sensation that only lasted a few minutes. At some point during the mothership's sleep cycle, the alien egg apparently beamed itself into oblivion as there was no residual signs that it had ever been there at all. Included with the alien egg was a photon tube full of pearly cream for use on the mothership's ex exterior. The cream helped cut down the mothership's frantic urge to scrub the paint off the docking port with a Brillo pad. There were also <laughs> four individually wrapped packages, cooling, de cooling devices that didn't seem necessary as the alien egg and pearly cream seemed to have successfully extinguished the fire. The mothership can now continue with her mission. Tell me that's not the best fucking Amazon review. I was reading this dying. It's <laughs> weird. Tell me that's not the best. It's weird. Jesus. I was dying. I was like, oh my God, the mothership. <laughs> from the video vault. Vault. Prospector claimed to have been kidnapped by a big And this, in his own words, what happened that day? Bah, bah, bah. Albert Osman, in 1924, was camped near Toba Inlet in British Columbia. While asleep in a sleeping bag, he was picked up and packed several miles. <laughs> Daylight found him in a small valley encircled by cliffs. Oh, we're going to get into this. This was guys. home for a family of these creatures. He it's was able to escape after story. six days. 
by getting them sick on a box of snuff. <laughs> now let's listen to Mr. Osman's experience. Well, uh, there were four of them, and uh, they none of them look alike. There was uh, what I call the old man. Old man. Because he had no scale or any rules for measurement, but he was at least eight feet tall, and most of them at least 800 pounds. Uh, but the, the, what I call the old lady, she, uh, she couldn't have been over about six, 700 pounds. That's a big old lady. She was probably uh, seven feet tall. And uh, uh, they were all covered with hair. Sure, Bigfoot Field Guide Television, BFGTV. <laughs> it wasn't like it was going to Robert Downey. Yeah, that's Robert Downey right there. You gotta see the chest. <laughs> Visit our website, <laughs> www.midamericanbigfoot.com. All right, so we're going to be talking about. The uh, 1924 incident of Robert Ostman yes. and his Bigfoot encounter, uh, or like, can I say, uh, Liam Neeson's, he was taken. Yes, he was. He was taken <laughs> in a sleeping bag. Uh, and he had a particular <laughs> set of skills, and that yeah. skills was living. No, he had a particular set of skills that was snuff. Snuff. <laughs> um, as I hold it in my hands, folks, <laughs> literally. Uh, so... This is actually a cool story. Yeah. So, uh, so the year was 1924. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Uh, you shot me some names. Yes, I shot you some names. First name I looked up was this guy. Honestly, never heard of her. Really? Heard of I've been oh, into Bigfoot my, my whole life. Never heard of it. <laughs> but when I looked it up and the first thing I read was, claimed to have been kidnapped by four <laughs> Bigfoot and held captive for six days. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> That's the guy. That's uh, this is not our Bigfoot episode, no. but this is a Bigfoot-themed episode. Yes. Uh, this is a story about a Bigfoot, but this is not our our big uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot extravaganza. Yes, there we go. You like that word? Yes. Extravaganza. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. So the year was 1924. 1924. Albert was a lumberjack and tough woodsman. He was a prospector for gold. Well, he was he, he was from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Sweden, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You didn't talk like that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah no, no. a little bit. You no, are a little bit. No, no, no. no about no. six, seven hundred pounds. <laughs> he has a little bit of that in him. Uh, and basically, he decides he wants to take a break from shit. Yeah. He's he wants to go on a vacation. He's going to go to Prospect for some gold where some people are like, yo, there's some lost mines out there, bro. Yeah. You can find them. And he wanted to enjoy some fishing? Some tenting? Three weeks. He wanted to enjoy some outdoors Three life. Three weeks. Three weeks. We do that now. We go camping. We do. Yes. But soon there won't be any woods to camp in. Yeah, there will be. <sighs> Only if Thanos knocks off the AI intelligence. Snap back to reality. Whoa, there, there goes, goes gravity. gravity. No, it's gravity. <laughs> there goes Ant-Man riding up Main Street. <laughs> Look, I love that song. I know every word to that song. So get back. Ha! 
No. No. Awesome. Because I'm an eight mile motherfucker. That's why every time I hear Sweet Home Alabama, I think of Eminem's Eight Mile. No. Yes. I live at home in a trailer. (laughs) Blasphemy to this. Yo, yo, yo. No, shut up. All right. So he, he was camping. And he actually had an Indian guide who was telling him these stories about a Bigfoot in the area. No, no, not, not a Bigfoot. A creature. A Sasquatch. He said specifically a Sasquatch. Did he say a Sasquatch? I Sasquatch. Specifically a, Sas- a Sasquatch. Okay. So. Because, you know, you got to remember the times. Uh, and I'm going to tie a lot of current stuff into this um, that tie into his his account. Because while a lot of it sounds like it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, there is a few nuggets in this that uh, yeah. you you can pull pull from. Very this. interesting. Uh, pretty cool. Um, I was waiting for you. I thought you were gonna say something. All right. So sorry, uh, that was weird. I thought you were gonna say something. No. Um, uh, so, so he was, you know, he was vacationing. He had this camp, and after this Indian guy had told him this, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, blah, blah. hold on, and hold on. So. You got to remember, so uh, he he goes into town, and he, he asks the, uh, you got to get, get a rewind this back, and be like the, uh, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me pull up Let me this. take you back in time. Me, I got to find this list. Feel the vibrations. <laughs> feel it, feel it. It's Marky Mark, good man. Good vibrations. It's that. Sensation. I'm you trying to sing it. Well, because I'm trying. You told me to hold up, and then you're like trying to find something. Well, I'm trying to find his shopping list because that's very <laughs> important. Okay. To the story. So, like we said, um, this all takes place at near Toba Inlet in British Columbia. Um, three. Oh no! Wait, sorry. I can't jump into that until Michael finds this information for us. Now, Bigfoot kidnappings are actually not uncommon. All right, so let's, let's. A woman recently just said that she was taken by a colony of Bigfoots. All right, hold on. Let's let's, let's rewind this back. Start from the beginning because okay. I feel like we jumped all over there for a minute. And nobody, people were like, "What the fuck's going on?" Here? No. Yeah, we were all over the place no. there. All right, so uh, like you said, mm-hmm. this is this, this is supposedly took place at the Toba in- Inlet, mm-hmm. uh, and he was looking for an old mine while he was on vacation. Uh, he took the steamboat to Lund, B.C., and there he hired an old Indian to take him to the Tobe to Tobe Inlet. The old, old Indian was very talkative, old gen. This is uh, Austin's words himself. This old Indian was very talkative, old gentleman. He told me stories about gold he brought back for, from white man from a lost mine. The white man was a very heavy drinker and spent his money freely in saloons. But he had no trouble in getting more money. He would be away for a few days and come back with a new bag of gold. But one time he went back to the mine and never came back. Some people said a Sasquatch had killed him. Mm-hmm. That was the first tale of, uh, of this Indian guy talking to him about the Sasquatch. Yes. Um, at that time, uh, you also got to remember this. at this time, to modern society, Sasquatch had never been heard of. Uh, it wasn't something pe- people had talked about. It wasn't like something that was in modern pop culture. 
Um, I mean, because back then there was so much woods and stuff. People were like, oh, look at that thing. Right. So the <laughs> the, the Indian guide had said that uh, the animal um, had hair all over their bodies, but they are not animals. They are people, big people yeah. living in the mountains. My uncle saw tracks of them uh, that were two feet long. An old Indian saw one over eight feet tall. I told the Indian that I didn't believe in their fables about um, about these mountain giants. It may have been some thousand years ago, but today, not to the not nowadays, is basically what he told the old uh, mm-hmm. the old Indian man there. Um, I was trying to find his packing list, but I couldn't find it on what I was looking for. But we'll just skip that. So basically, he noticed some weird stuff happening around his camp for a few days. Yeah, so it's, it's it's actually funny because he's like uh, the first co- couple days he he takes this pack and list of which weighs eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember all the shit that was in there. It was some crazy shit. Hardtack. You know what hardtack is? No. It's it's like this dry. I had to look it up. It's like this dry bread, but apparently it's horrible. So dry tack. I've heard it in stories of like. We had salt. He did have salt. He had flour, mm-hmm. uh, pancake, pancake batter, flour. pancake flour, which probably had sugar in it. Mm-hmm. In it from from what it said. Um, he had uh, his his snuff, his boxes of uh, thirty thirty shells. He had his thirty thirty mm-hmm. rifle, a sheath knife, a hunting axe, or pick. You know, he had like a nice pick. Yeah. Um, and his sleeping bag as well as like beans, prunes, um, and a few other essentials, uh, matches, and some stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, which he so had a basic bug out bag. So basically, for the first couple of nights, he 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 leaves the Indian and he goes traveling, and he comes across a spot where he says is is uh, a real gem of uh, places to uh, to camp. Like he's really excited to camp what here. What do you think that means? Just like a clearing that's beautiful. Nah, I think it's just it, the setup's good. Like you got a you got a you got a, a wall to your back, a wall to your sides. One, you know, he said it was a mountain. Uh, hollow, so you know, uh, one of those valleys that okay. lock you in. So, gotcha. kind of had some kind of safe, secure, um, you know, shit like that. So, I think that's kind of what what he's talking about. Said he had a good place of fire, water was nearby, so okay. everything was leading up, and it was a real classy, classy joint. Okay, uh, classy was the word he said. And at this time, he noticed he went when he went fishing. Uh, he came back in his in his backpack. Was rummaged through. Well, that was the first night after he he, yes. he went to sleep. He went to sleep, and uh, Osman says that, he, he, and it, it's actually really cool. You can look up the story. He says that himself. He's like, you know, I'm a heavy sleeper, so I didn't think much of it, but mm-hmm. I set everything up. And after the first night, I woke up and I thought, hmm, something got in, into my pack. And he says that he thought it was yeah. porkies, porkies, porcupines. Porcupines. So then he's like, you know what? I, if it, if it is. I'm gonna catch one of these guys, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and and I'm gonna kill it. And I'm gonna have me a good yeah. old porky stew. Yep. Uh, so uh, then he goes and he sets his camp up. He puts his shoe at this night though. He this specific. So that goes on for a couple nights, and he yeah, doesn't it's a catch couple anything. Nights and he realizes there's no real footprints. There's nothing really going and on. Everything's being touched, but not taken. Not taken. Not anything of any Except like for value. Two things. What? The pancake batter. The the flour, the pancake flour. Yes, the pancake flour, and there was another thing that was taken. Hold on. There was another thing that was taken, but anyways, at this point, so it's he he realized that it's not a typical animal. Well, he behavior. Uh, They're not tearing up stuff. So his his, it. his suspicion was that it was porcupines, and what porcupines would have went after was the salt. So he had figured that it probably wasn't porcupines because they didn't touch the salt. They didn't touch the salt, and he had so that night uh, he decides the last night he's gonna put 
uh, his shoes in his sleeping bag because the porcupines like the salt, which you can pull salt out of leather. And a lot of times they go into in to do this. So he puts he puts his shoes at the bottom of his pack. He goes to sleep with his thirty thirty rifle in in his hand, thinking and he's his gonna knife on him. his knife on him, his sheath knife as well uh, as he calls it. So he's got the sheath knife, and he he he's got his his thirty thirty, and he's in there, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch this uh, this porcupine. This is, yeah. he, he thinks it's a porcupine, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a key thing. Never once in the beginning of the story does he think he sees anything that's remotely out of the ordinary. He yeah. he he is constantly saying, "I think it's a porcupine." You know, <laughs> he's like an avid woodsman, he, so he's, he's aware. Look. The fact that he's not like, I don't know if it's some crazy Sasquatch. He's just like, I thought it was a fucking porcupine. And I was waiting up to yeah. kill that thing because I wanted to eat it. Exactly. Take that for what it is. Let's Do you continue. you have to skin the porcupine or like pick out the, the pines one by one? Like, you know, like a, no, like you a just, chicken, like you a just, feather? No, you just skin you can't it. skin you just, a chicken. You have to pull the feathers. Right. You just skin a porcupine, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I was just curious. Pretty sure. I was just curious. They make goods too. So he ends up falling asleep. Falls asleep. And he says all of a sudden he feels himself being lifted into the air. Mm-hmm. And for about three hours, he he feels himself being carried off. Carried off. Through all this different type of terrain. Yep. He he ends up being lifted, pulled, uh, pulled all, all kinds of directions. He, he He's inside of a sleeping bag. And you got to remember, so imagine laying down in your sleeping bag. He's got his shoes in the bottom there because the porcupines like the the... the Leather of, of the shoes because it has the salt. So he put his sleep. He's put his shoes at the bottom of his sleeping bag as well as his rifle, which he had with him, his sheath knife, which was mm-hmm. on his side. And he realizes that he is being lifted up and he's being carried away, and he's in a sitting position, and he can't reach the knife because the position he's in the knife is on, underneath of him. And also remember that the the shoes that they wore at the time they were like these cleats where they drove spikes in, into mm-hmm. for grip. They were turned upside down, so those spikes were going into his yeah. feet or into his legs the whole time he's being carried. But one thing he did notice was that he could hear cans being clanked around, mm-hmm. and he knew that that had to have been his pack. So whatever took him took him and his pack. Yes, which that's pretty interesting because that leads to what we find out later. Later. So at this point, after about three hours, three hours, huff and puff, and he hears he hears this 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 creature. Yeah, you know, uh, breathing heavy, coughing at times. And it makes a chattering noise. Not well. Like, we'll get to that in a minute. Not and like that's howling. the chattering noise is very key to this, mm-hmm. which gives it, which gave me a lot of a uh, uh, legitimacy to this story is the fact that he used the word chattering. Mm-hmm. But let's uh, continue. Yes, he didn't hear that until after he got to the camp. Yes, but, but that's the noises that they made. So he gets dropped down. They lay him down, and he removes the sleeping bag to what. What reveals four creatures stood around him. He said they were creatures. Didn't, um, know, what, didn't know what he was looking at. He said that there was three adults and one child, and they held him captive for six days. So the interesting thing about this story is that he talks about these creatures, and he says that when he first got dropped down, he looked at his watch, and it was about 425 in the morning, so it wasn't really day, daylight. So we really couldn't see what mm-hmm. what was going on. And well, as the as the sun came up, he could see outlines. And what yes. he said was that these things, uh, you know, peered around around the corners of trees and stuff. They never really came into full um, visibility of them. They were like like they were kind of afraid. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like you know laid back in the cut, 
And then uh, you like I threw through that in there. Lay back in the cut. Lay back in the cut. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, back. and he just kind of like hung out and and, and wait, 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 waited to see, kind of. Um, but he said that there was three adults. Two adults. I have three. No, two adults, two children. Three adults and one child. No, that's the research I did. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. Look that I went up. on three web pages. <laughs> You're... Anyways, he saw what would, what appeared to be adult Bigfoot and a child Bigfoot. Uh, he said they did not cause him any harm. He said they were about eight feet tall or a little bit bigger. You could definitely tell that one was female because of the way... Today I want to talk a little bit about Albert it's, Osman. It's hook, like I've read a lot about shook. him and I think there are really compelling parts of his story that are always overlooked. But in case you're unfamiliar with Osman, here's a condensed version. So Osman was a logger, trapper, and prospector. He was born in 1893 and died in the age of got three and one, it's two and two. He took some time to pan for gold in the Toba Inlet, Canada in the year 1924. He was warned by the local Clahoos tribe that the particular area he was heading for was home to mountain devils. Osman ignored the warning and proceeded on his prospecting trip. Not long after setting up camp, it became evident that he had some kind of nocturnal visitor. He suspected it was either bear or porcupine. But on the fourth day at his camp, it became clear that the visitors were something else entirely. He made the incredible claim that he was picked up in a sleeping bag and carried miles over the span of several hours. After he was discarded and the sun rose, he saw his abductors were none other than the mountain devils which he was warned about by the Clahoos tribe. He said that he didn't feel particularly threatened by the individuals, but he also felt he was not, quote, free to leave, as one Bigfoot was always there to watch him. After cohabitating with the troop of Sasquatch for a shocking six days, he made his escape by offering the sentinel Sasquatch chewing tobacco. Osman claims that the Bigfoot tried to get the snuff out of his mouth by washing it down with ah, coffee. Ah, we're getting I want to get that this far. Yeah, the cre- don't get that far. But it's, it, it's two and two. Everywhere I have says three adults, one child. So, uh, I don't. I mean, that's what I have always followed logging and construction work. This time, here you go. Here's the story. Squatch. Albert Osman lived fairly close to. Told from Joe Green himself. Got to know him very well. I've interviewed him numerous times. John Green is a retired Canadian journalist and a leading researcher into the Bigfoot phenomenon. He is a graduate of both the University of British Columbia and Columbia University and has a database of more than 3,000 sighting and track reports, earning him the nickname Mr. Sasquatch. While researching his book Sasquatch, the Apes Among Us, Green interviewed Canadian outdoorsman Albert Ostman, recording his detailed and strange account. Ostman claimed he was kidnapped and held captive by a family of Sasquatch in 1924 while he was prospecting in British Columbia, Canada. This is the actual audio recording of Ostman's account made in 1966. I was out on a prospecting trip. I was in, I think it was about six or seven days, and I was camping at the place there. And they uh, began to bother me at night there. I thought first there would be porcupines or probably bear or something, but uh, evidently there was something else. And uh, that went on for about three, four nights. 
And finally one night I was picked up by in my sleep and carried away. He carried me for, I don't know, well, probably three, four hours. Then I was let down in a, in a valley where, uh, of course, it was dark, you know. I heard a lot of chatter around. It's a little after four o'clock in the morning when he let me down. Ostman claimed the creature carried him in a sleeping bag, which also contained food supplies and his rifle. Ostman didn't feel threatened by the strange creatures, but he also didn't feel free to leave, so he settled in and made his own camp. Finally, when it got lighter, I noticed these people around me, four of them, two big ones and two small ones, but they were all covered with hair and no clothes. Never bothered me. They, evidently, they had some reason why they wanted me there. I had uh, enough wood gathered up so I cooked coffee. And I guess the aroma from that brought him near, and he was sitting about 10 feet away from me when I was drinking my coffee. And then I opened a box of snuff, you see, and I, when I opened that and took a pinch, you know, he reached out for it, you know, and he emptied it right in his mouth, and, and he swallowed it. <laughs> And that didn't feel very good, you know. Tastes very good, I guess. So, and then he he had to have something to drink, I guess. So he grabbed that and he drank the coffee can, ground and all. As a result of the snuff and the coffee, the beast ran off, likely looking for water. That's when Ostman made his escape. not a story that anybody would be inclined to believe today. The problem is that the descriptions that he gave of these individuals uh, have been consistently supported throughout the years by you know, subsequent observations. So there you go. It's it's two and two. It's it's two adults, two two children. It's supposed to be it's a, it's, it's four creatures. Right. So it's 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 a he claims he believes it's a mother, the father. And then the two children, he says that the he even thought about kidnapping the young female that he thought was the daughter because he thought maybe I could grab her and pull her away. He thought maybe she was like 11 years old. The boy, uh, he said, was much bigger than uh, the than the younger female that he expected him to be maybe like like maybe 16 or 17. But he said he was seven foot tall and pushing seven pounds, 700 pounds himself. But he was mercurious. He said that they would play these little games, mm-hmm. and they would like lay on their backs and then see how far they could hop. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool to to hear that. Um, and and then, they were very kind to him. They fed him sweet grass, is what he said. Well, they weren't not that they were kind to him. They just didn't bother him. But they also wouldn't let him leave. He had tried one time uh, uh, previous to get up and go, and and he uh, claimed that the Bigfoot put his arms out and was like, no. Uh, basically that's where when he went but he claimed that the boy was able to he could see the boy go up the rock face of this mountain and he said he could go up there like crazy quick which is key because uh, he also claims that the bottom of their feet he was able to get a look at the bottom of their feet and the bottom of their feet had pads like dogs which is very interesting Mm -hmm. according to like Joe Green just said who interviewed Albert in the thing uh, basically, that's one of the things uh, that was interesting because 
uh, what he what he said there, and he talks about him. He said they had like like six inches of hair on their face, hair covering their entire body. The only place they didn't have hair was on the bottoms of their feet, the palms of their hands, and around their face, um, like their eyes and their mouth. Like yeah, where uh, you where I, I wouldn't grow hair. Imagine a guy wouldn't grow hair. Right okay, here. I'm just up right in this area. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now he he says that the female washed and stacked leaves all day. Yeah, uh, and didn't look like that um, she wanted uh, the big one uh, or the old man to bring him in into this place. Uh, the kids were curious, but they really didn't come around much. Um, he would give them uh, cans. He talked about a thing that he made called a dipper, mm-hmm. where basically he took a can and put like a, a piece of twine in it and basically could make a way to scoop up water and drink it. And he made one for the daughter or the, the son, and then the old man kind of like told him, like kind of looked at him, and was like, "Make another one, you yeah. know, for her," you know. So there was like sort of communication going. And this on. was for six days that he was with them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one night; like it was six days. And like we said, like uh, he finally escaped after feeding the creature snuff. It was a grog- groggy Sasquatch. <laughs> so <laughs> I chew tobacco, so I I know that what what this do. Yeah, if you ate a whole box of that shit, uh, mm-hmm. goddamn, you would be sick as hell. Um, he basically feeds it to him. He 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 remembers that he saw uh, in a story or in a movie or something at the time that. Um, uh, a bull was able to, uh, a bull, one of the guys who runs from the bulls was able to deflect the bull by spitting snuff oh, really? in its eyes. Is that a matador? Whatever. He just said a bull. Okay. But, um, so he, he, he used that, uh, idea in this and he said, if I can get him to, to be curious, cause the kid was, the boy was curious about the snuff box. So he was like, and he kept seeing him put a pinch in his mouth and knew that something was good about it. Yeah. So he kind of like, you know. Uh, let him on a little bit. Knew that th- that this guy would do do this, so he does it. Yes, it would make you sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it's interesting. He says a squeal too, but um, which we'll get into here. And now, so basically, he he runs, he gets away. Now the the really the what I find crazy about this story he is didn't tell this story until twenty four years later. Twenty four years later, he finally t- tells the story. Um, Nineteen fifty seven to a local newspaper. Yep, at the time, uh, and he didn't uh, want to say anything because at the time, just remember this is before the Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah, I mean, he didn't want people to think he was crazy. Patty's not walking across the field. <laughs> um, now, remember, he uses a really important word. This is a time before this stuff was ever fucking recorded. Yes. What we know is that the Bigfoot chatter, the samurai chatter, that we mm-hmm. know that the, the big chatter. The big Bigfoot make is very cool because he even says that the, well, some of the words that he hears is suka suka, mm-hmm. um, which he didn't know what that meant, but it meant sort of stop, he yeah. thought. Um, but here we'll get into We'll check out these. Um, he did end up ben- eventually write a couple books or like whatever. He goes writing a couple books. Um, so, he's actually cited in the Boy Scouts of America magazine as a story of good nonfiction. That's what it's called, but it's cited in in their magazine. So here is the uh, Sierra Sounds, uh, which which has been dubbed the uh, Samurai Chatter. <laughs> I'm not going 
So basically what you get out of that is, is, and linguists have looked at that and said it is some sort of language. We yes. just don't know what, what, don't it, know is. what it is. Um, they've not been able to, they say there is pattern in there. So they do think that what uh, they're hearing there is some sort of language. So the, the key word that he uses is chatter. And then to hear that pop up again, um, take it for what you will, suka suka. Yeah, I mean, and when he told his story, uh, the... He even signed a declaration of in. What is it? He was telling the truth. He signed a declaration saying that he was, you know, telling the truth, and the p- local law enforcement said that they found him in his right mind. Yeah, Joe Green himself when he yes. when Joe, John Green John Green when John Green heard uh, that Bigfoot uh, advocator advocator. Yeah, uh, he's wrote tons of books yes. too. Um, when he caught tail tailwind of this guy, he said, "Well, give me some reason to go up there." And the guy was like, "This is the most reputable guy I can mm-hmm. point you to. If there's yeah. nobody." So John better. Green actually cites the story as evidence. Yeah, uh, there's actually you. I play this cool. He said he was in full capacity. I um, mean, mental faculties. <coughs> um, before the kidnapping, I mean, he was just a normal dude. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason, and he didn't say any of this until 24 years later. And the stuff that he said is very reminiscent of what other people encountered. So there's actually, so I just got to tell you this real quick. So what hell, what, what I do is, uh, accompanying this episode, I'll put out the full interview of the last interview of John Green in 1999 before he passed away. I'll play a couple mi- minutes of it now so you can kind of get an idea of, of what it is, but I'll put the whole... Uh, 30 minute uh, interview out so you guys can hear Perfect. it. It's actually pretty cool. I like the idea that when he uses that, you gotta understand that either they exist or they don't. Yeah. And then he breaks it down. This was in 1957 that this one was. In 58, there was a picture in the province of a man down in California holding a cast of a footprint. So I went down there to look into that and saw some footprints myself. And, uh, you know, these footprints are real. Something has to make them. And, uh, what do you think that something is? What, what do you think the Sasquatch is? What's an ape? A bipedal ape. 
I mean, you, you see, you, you've got two facts that cannot be in any way challenged. Something makes huge, somewhat human-like footprints. And it should be possible to find out what that something is. And also, all over the world and throughout history, and in very much so at the present time, people have been describing seeing these very large, hair-covered, bipedal animals. And uh, that the, f the fact that there are all these people who tell of this experience also cannot be challenged. These people exist. And that also must have some explanation. Well, you've got, unless you wish to go into supernatural areas, you've got only two possible explanations. Either there is an animal which accounts for all the stories and the footprints, and proportionately thicker through to a much more extreme extent. Like the average human uh, can wriggle under the bottom rungs on, on, on an old wooden kitchen chair, mm -hmm. uh, a Sasquatch of the same dimensions wouldn't be able to go under the seat of the chair, or would hardly would be able to. Uh, so you have a thing that uh, is immensely heavier than a human. And, uh, so it's not tall. For a like big one, the weight of a ton is not the height, it's the width, and everything about it. It's just a bulky, kind of like the hawk. One of the lesser-known things about um, some of the sightings is that it makes noises. There's been certain recordings of screams they've made. And the other thing is the smell. Is, is that common sightings, or is that a rare well, exception? The range of noises that have been the smell parts of claimed for this thing is very wide. The most usual one is a high-pitched <laughs> scream. But we don't have a... A single instance of says anybody recording the sound and at the same time recording the creature that's making it. So really, all all of the sound evidence is speculative. I mean, I, you, know, you can't claim anything factual. This is the sound a Sasquatch is making. It might be, in some cases, probably is, but uh, there's nothing to establish that. As to the smell, the uh, Certainly, that there are many instances in which a strong smell is described, but in the majority of cases, when the witness is close enough so that you would expect a smell, there isn't one. So it would appear that it's a smell that can be emitted on purpose, which this, this material was available about the Sasquatch years ago. Since that time, it has been established that the same is true of gorillas. They secrete a smell. That they, the, they're in danger. You know, if you read Diane Fossey's mm -hmm. work, the, uh, the large male you know, silverback gorillas have what she calls a fear odor that they emit from special glands in the armpits. So I, I would speculate that it's something similar taking place here. It isn't that the things stink to high heaven all the time. Mm. 
that under certain conditions they, they can emit this strong smell. So I mean, the and rest that's of that with a lot of animals. I mean, they can emit pheromones. Or I thought that was a pr- pretty cool interview. And he talk, he goes in, in that interview, he talks about the uh, Osman case and about how it was very uh, intriguing for him. And, and, I, and he, you know, he's very educated on... So what do things. I think that uh, Osman saw? I think he was abducted by something. Maybe it was an early hairy humanoid. I think he was abducted by an upright primate. Yeah. I could see that. And there was a couple more of them. So what's the difference between that and a Bigfoot? No, there's a little bit, but there's, there is difference. Uh, what we claim is Bigfoot are, uh, have the ability to like, you know, think, understand, learn, comprehend. But they learned and comprehended. I mean, when. Yeah, but not, but, but what we, but what, what people perceive Bigfoot is basically us with hair in, in the woods. Uh, I don't think Bigfoot is that. I think you need to treat Bigfoot along the lines of like a bear. Okay. Um, did you see the recent video of the bear walking upright? Yes. Yes. Did uh, you see the one with the bear dancing? So, <laughs> no, but the bear walking up, upright, right when I saw that, I said, uh, something's wrong with its paws, and I looked into it, and damn right, something's wrong mm-hmm. with its paws, and it had been walking around the neighborhood for years, and then somebody shot it six months after that video was shot. I was like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, ridiculous. But There's actually a bear that was actually raised by a family, so, and when, you're, when they're leaving the hospital, he's actually holding the... I think that in British Columbia in the early 1900s, there could have been some upright primates. Uh, it could have been some weird species. Hell, we just found another species of yeah, human I mean, it uh, been today. Some kind of, you know, early human. I'm not saying it was. Look, it could be the Sasquatch that the Indian guy was talking about. I, I don't know. I think he definitely saw something. I think he definitely had an experience. He had an experience and he saw something. He explained a lot of things that have stood the test of time in Bigfoot lore, um, even beyond him. And yeah. a lot of Bigfoot and people. His interviews are amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's very intellectual. He's fun to listen to. There's not a ton of it out there, but he his story is out there. Um, there's a couple cool podcasts you should check out on this. I listened to, uh, I think it was uh, Expanded Perspectives did an episode on this. That was pretty good. And uh, also the Sasquatch Chronicles did a whole like two hour thing breakdown on this episode. It was re- really cool. They had a guy in who knew John Green. Uh, and who had talked about the tale, and they also did a whole like reconstruction of Albert Osman's actual story because he did write this in, in a story for people to read. Yes, he did. He um, talks about their jaws too. And if I could find that, I'll post that on the uh, Facebook page. If, if, That's if why I when can. you sent me that article today, it was making me think of something that he actually said in an interview. He also said he he never saw for the six days he was there he never saw these things eat meat. He that doesn't mean they don't eat meat, but he said he never was able to witness them eating he meat said while he was there. They had wide jaws, narrow forehead, and slanted upward around mm-hmm. the back. So they were walking like bear, like 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 a barrel. But he said that they weren't. You could definitely tell that they weren't human. It was an upright prime yes. primate. I'm pretty strongly convinced. That he, <laughs> he was a witness of, I think, and that upright primate was exactly what these Indian guides had talked about seeing. I think he just happened to fucking catch tailwind. I mean, of these and this things. is the time, 1924, forests are flourish. I mean, it's not today. I mean, you go out and there's yeah. a trail. I mean, you had to make your own trail. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a crazy world back then. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a virgin world. It was totally Blair Witch Project. <laughs> is there any Bigfoot songs we can go out on? I don't know. I do like this story. I think that it is compelling. I think that it's very interesting, the stuff that he says. There's actually a story that kind of goes along with it. Have you ever heard of Josephine Long? Or Seraphine Long, sorry. I don't know. She's a woman who has 
who was claimed to be abducted by a Bigfoot and actually gave birth to a Bigfoot uh, human yeah. hybrid. And she only decided to tell the story when she was like 70 something years old because she was like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm she was gonna, missing for a while. I'm just going to click on the first song. It's called Deep in the Woods. All right. Guys, we are the XD Experience. You can find us everywhere. XDExperience.com. Uh, Philadelphia Comic Con this weekend. I will be going. Asian M will not. No, I got work. Uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail, 1-802-483-3682. Give us a like on Facebook and Instagram. And follow us on Twitter. And we're going to have a giveaway with Star-Lord. Yeah, we got to figure that out. All right. I'm Agent M. I'm Inspector Gidget. The only person you don't know is the history you haven't been told. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. And if that doesn't explain it, probably just like Deep in the woods where the mysteries grow There is a place where nobody goes And if you decide to go there alone Beware of the beast that makes it his own The legends all say that a creature lives there with gigantic feet all covered in hair And those who have seen it just run away scared It looks like a man that's been crossed with a bear He's a hipster Deep in the unknown Far away from home Something strange just can't be explained Careful where you roam Late in the night I was on my way home When something told me that I was not alone Suddenly there I was caught by surprise The beast had appeared right before my two eyes On a shape, it stood like a man, but it looked like an ape. Looking back now, I get a terrible fright. I saw the monster in the moonlight, deep in the unknown, far away from home. Something strange just can't be explained.
for me yeah you should. okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.